Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This week I spoke with Nick Corbushley. Nick Corbushley is a writer, journalist, teacher and translator. He's author of Scanned, why vaccine passports and digital IDs will mean the end of privacy and personal freedom. Now that Under the Skin is on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review there. It helps us and we will read them out. If you'd like to listen to the rest of this podcast and all of my weekly Under the Skin podcasts, all you have to do is subscribe to Luminary on Apple Podcasts or download the Luminary app. In this part, we talk about how digital IDs were proposed before the pandemic even begun and pushed by the WEF and Davos. And if you think that sounds like conspiracy stuff, then have a little listen first and then make your mind up afterwards. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. What is your central idea that we are blindly yielding freedoms that will never be returned? Where is it that you're going with this and how do you think it's happening on such a scale? And what does that suggest for you? Now, if you thought it was a lot when asked three questions, deal with that little <laughs> bundle of inquiry. I think my brain just imploded. Um, I mean, like, to the last question, um, yeah, I think that we are very much in danger of of kind of sleepwalking into a tech-enabled tyranny. I think that that is clearly a possibility. And there are clear interests in pushing this in make, into making this a reality. Um, my, you know, in, my, in the research for my book, I, I was able to document um, a, an interest, or should I say, a concerted, concerted efforts to get digital identity um, to just about, well, to everybody on the planet within the next, eight years, so I mean by the year 2030. So there's an organization called ID2020 that very few people know about. I'd never heard of it before I started researching for this book. Um, the ID2020 Alliance, it was set up in 2016 with seed money from Microsoft, Accenture, oh, PwC, Rockefeller Foundation, Cisco, and Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance. So, I mean, like, it's, a, it's a very powerful organization. In 2016, it was mission. set up. In 2016. When there was and no pandemic. When there wasn't a pandemic. Um, and, and, yeah, we're looking at organizations that you would, you would, you would expect to see pushing this sort of um, agenda. And their founding mission was to ensure that everybody on planet Earth had a digital ID by 2030, whether or not we want it, we will have it. I mean, this is kind of like the idea. And it's, it's if you're worried about kind of like a technocratic, um, concentrated, consolidated control of population, this is, this is kind of a perfect example of that. And in 2019, they published an article where they were talking about how uh, inoculation presented a wonderful opportunity to roll out digital identity. And this was months and months before COVID-19 pandemic began. And 
they were, I mean, the way they wrote this article was really interesting. They were not talking about how digital identity will help help governments uh, manage public health care issues and, and crises. They were talking about how public health care issues and crises will allow them to roll out digital identity. And, and this is exactly what you what you see and if you look at what world economic forum they were talking about digital identity back in 2018 it was the main topic it was the top topic of the davos event that year and you know they produced an enormous report about how wonderful digital identity would be for the world and um, so i mean like, it's not something that is new it's something that has been kind of in um incubation for for quite some time and and my personal feeling, considering you've got an organization like ID2020 with this sort of like these sort of backers talking about the wonderful opportunities that inoculation vaccine certificates offer in terms of as a gateway to digital identity, then yeah, and that is in my view exactly what we're seeing. When they published that article in 2016, or at least they were founded, you say, ID2020, you said their backers include groups such as Microsoft, that there was an article published where they sort of explained how uh, like visual identity would be, you know, like the, you know, their aims about visual identity. Who's that published for? You know, is it a is that an academic paper? Is it a business paper? Why would you put, you know, like, in a sort of like, obviously when I hear something like that, I feel like, oh man, that's shady. But like, I feel like, well, then why is there a sort of a, a paper trail like that that sort of could lead people to conclusions? I think that there's a paper trail with just about everything that is kind of happening right now. Um, it's it's the same with the World Economic Forum. Um, you have organisations that are proudly talking about how they they can and will take have great you know ex- exercise greater influence in the future i mean the the world economic forum's founder who um, you've covered on a number of occasions klaus schwab i mean he talks openly about how we have to use this pandemic as a, as an opportunity to radically restructure the world and to create this kind of like totally digitally connected um reality and and that is kind of like what we're seeing. That that is the name of the game. So it's, I think that we, in in answer to your question, who is it aimed at? I would say it's aimed at the sort of kind of like stakeholders that they would be writing for, the sort of people who might be connected with um, companies like Microsoft, companies like Accenture, companies like PwC, the Rockefeller Foundation. Um, and the same with, I mean, like when, when the World Economic Forum published its report in 2018, Identity in a Digital World, a new chapter in the social contract, um, you know, they, it was very clearly a policy piece. They, they, they were kind of bragging about the fact that, you know, they, they covered this in their Davos event that year and they told everybody to go out and to, 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 to work on these digital identities and and they were very happy to see that this was what, what was happening so i mean i think that we live in this world where power has already drifted upwards or has been taken from us and has been pulled upwards and to such an extent i think that's part of the reason why so many of us are so apathetic because we really have so little influence 
over um, how government functions. So we kind of like just switch off. And, and we've seen like an organization like the World Economic Forum is so important, it's so powerful, it amasses together so many, um, so many of the largest companies on planet Earth. And yet we, we kind of treat it almost like in this comical way. If once a year you have the Davos event and, um, and you, you, they send a few journalists, they have a few interviews with some very important people. And at the end of it, it's like all well, back to normal. Well, we, we knew that they had a lot of influence in business and economics. It's kind of like in the name World Economic Forum. But we didn't know is how much influence they had in the political arena until I think right now we're beginning to see that seep out. And this is really important because when we vote for our MPs, we do so on the assumption that they are going to represent our interests or the interests of their constituents. And if they become, if they start having governmental roles, ministerial roles, we believe that they are representing the interests of the general population, of the general voters. What we don't realise is that they're going off to the World Economic Forum to get more or less their marching orders and enacting legislation on the kind of basis of what they are, what they are learning from the World Economic Forum, what they're being suggested should happen in the World Economic Forum. If you're enjoying this conversation, join me over at Luminary on Apple Podcasts for the rest of our discussion and for all the latest episodes of Under the Skin.